Hey listeners, welcome to another episode of the Boasty K podcast. We hope you and your family are keeping safe and most of you are vaccinated. We know it's tough times and we really hope you're sailing through this. Um and we do see things getting better and hope and pray that things just keep getting better and we return to whatever state of normalcy we really can. Uh today uh, today on our podcast, we have a guest who we thought will help us sail through some of these tough times that we are facing. Uh she calls she calls herself a happiness coach. Uh so welcome to the podcast Neha. Now Neha Pantiwari is a NABET and Scottish Qualifications Authority accredited trainer by profession. Internationally certified neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and happiness and mindfulness coach by passion. and eternal learner by choice wow uh, neha is also a postgraduate diploma in management from symbiosis institute of management studies pune she trains in corporate readiness and personal effectiveness modules apart from coaching in areas of life transition and planning uh, she has also helped individuals professionals and organizations level up their happiness quotient and enhance their productivity and we are hoping that she will help us level up our happiness quotient so that we could sail through these times with a little bit of positivity and optimism now as a certified happiness and mindfulness coach she is a strong advocate for happiness and mindfulness neha places high value on mental health and emotional well-being in a peace and wisdom at workplace and beyond she aims at helping people discover their why so that they can live their life by design not default she helps people rediscover themselves and understand the art and science of happiness so they can create happiness at will neha comes with a diverse corporate background her stints include working with ey and icici bank She's also worked with CSR Arms and imparted campus to corporate trainings in professional institutions across disciplines. Armed with PGDM from Sims, PGDM HR from ICFI and Science of Happiness coaching certification from Berkeley Institute of Wellbeing, currently she's the founder of Your Success Story and based out of Pune. Now that's a lot of credentials and a lot of experience to come with Neha. We are really excited to have you on our show. Thank you so much for that Yadush and Deepa. It's been an absolute pleasure being here. Thank you and uh, you know you're a na- you are a happiness coach and one of the greatest questions that mankind has ever faced is how do i find happiness or where do i find happiness as a happiness coach uh, what do you think about this sure so let me first tell you what exactly is a happiness coach and what exactly is a happiness coaching that will give you a broader perspective of what happiness is and what happiness isn't so a happiness coach is someone who moves you from a state of unhappiness to happiness or rather to not be, to non unhappiness so it is not so much about coaching you to be happy rather than it is about coaching you to be not unhappy there's a good reason for that you know yadush uh the fact of the matter is that positive psychology or happiness coaching as we call it uh presumes that every human being is whole happy and complete that happiness and inner peace 
is a basic human nature. You cannot be devoid of it for too long until and unless you try too hard. And uh, the other thing is that anything in the world cannot bring you permanent happiness because that's the nature of happiness. You know, it's a fleeting reality. So while nothing can get, bring you permanent happiness, it is our nature to be happy, whole and complete. I'll give you a little example to help you understand this a little better. Children, if you observe children, what you will notice is that they're generally happy creatures in life, right? They need a reason to be unhappy. Now, what happens when they grow up? Does this equation remain the same? Not really, no, right? Not really. So as we grow up in life, the equation changes to us looking for reasons to be happy because unhappiness and negativity becomes our basic default. And this default is retained 50 to 80% of the times. So happiness coaching is basically realigning this default to its original norm. That precisely is what happiness coaching is all about. Using the principles of positive psychology, like positive experiences and positive uh, emotions. So it is basically understanding the art and science of happiness. And it is using this knowledge of positive experience, positive emotions, states and traits to elevate and enhance the quality of your life, really. That is what happiness coaching is all about. Now, here is the catch. Happiness, we've not been able to come for any definition as far as happiness is concerned. What is my definition for happiness may not be your definition for happiness. Right. And to my mind, happiness is when what you think, what you say, and what you do is in harmony. This is what happiness means for me. It may or may not mean the same thing for you. Happiness changes from person to person, from moment to moment, from culture to culture, from geographies to geographies. So we've not been able to come at a definition for happiness, so to say, but it means different thing to different people. And it is a state of our mind, to be very, very honest with you. It is always there within us. It can be triggered by an external reality and it can be superimposed into an object, oblique a situation, oblique a person. And that will reflect on our state of mind. But that state of mind is not very easy to access. And the reason for that is what? Our mind is always cluttered. It is always cluttered with negativity, with negative memories, with thoughts and belief patterns. And until and unless we sort our mindset, it will not be easy for us to you know, access that state of mind readily. So that is how I think about happiness and happiness coaching, so to say. It's an entire science. It is an entire science, indeed. And it is a very recent science, Deepa, as a matter of fact. It is just about 25 years old. So so what really goes wrong from childhood to adulthood, you know? <laughs> why, why do we look for reasons? <laughs> lovely, lovely. Uh, that's a very, very relevant question, to be very honest with you, Yadush. Imagine yourself going to a birthday party when you're a little child. You are standing on top of a little tabletop and you have a red balloon in your hand. You found it somewhere and you shout out and tell everybody, this is a red balloon and this red balloon is mine. Nobody is ever going to touch this red balloon. What happens next? Everybody in the room, especially all the children in the room, want that red balloon. This is called mimetic desires. We all have that thing called as mimetic desires. We don't want happiness as an internal source of desires. We want what others want. You know, had it been simple as people want happiness, life would have been simple. But people don't just want happiness. They want to be happier. 
than the other person who are surrounding them. And that is where the challenge lies, to be very honest with you. That is precisely where the challenge lies. We are all looking for happiness, which is not with us, but with someone else, without really realizing that the other person may be projecting happiness desires of somebody else, right? So that Absolutely. is where the challenge yeah, really yeah. lies. Mm. So it's, it's basically something that's internal to us, but we fail to realize and look at an external source to make us happy, I guess. Absolutely, what... absolutely. All the time, as a matter of fact. Mm. So Neha, that brings us to our next uh, question, really. How did you even come across this as a profession? And how did you choose this? Like saying, okay, you know, it's sounding very complicated, to be honest. So how did you, how did you choose this as a profession? So, you know, Deepa, I started out as a banker. I moved on to consulting. I worked in a tax markets vertical of a big four for a good number of years. And then I took a break. I took a very conscious sabbatical. I worked on my own ikigai. I worked on stuff in my life. I worked on stuff in my head. And after working on my inner strengths, after working on my key character strengths, after working on my passion, after working on things that I do the best and things who I want to be, I moved on to coaching and consulting. So it was a very, very thought through decision when I ventured into happiness coaching. And uh, I had always wanted to do this for a very, very long time, believe you me. Because, and it is just that it wasn't a thing back then as it is now, you know. And the reason for that is because I had been on the other side of the happiness spectrum for a very long time. I was struggling to move my way forward. And when I did manage to get my way out, I wanted to help other people do just the same. I wanted people to realize that a large part of their happiness or perhaps a significant part of their happiness is actually workable. It is actually hackable. You know, despite the fact whatever your external circumstances may be or whatever your genetics may be, because 50% of your happiness does depend upon genetics. So whether you are a born tigger the happy one, or you are a born Eeyore, you still have a chance at happiness. You don't have to feel hopeless about that. So this is something which I wanted other people to realize. And I decided it to be my purpose in life. And uh, the moment I came to know that happiness coaching is actually a thing and that it can be a viable career option. Um, and that there is a course called as positive psychology, which helps you attain just that. I just jumped into it and I grabbed it with both my hands. And there has been no looking back ever since. I think it was one of the best decisions I ever took. It's it's natural part of me, you know. So I think very, very integrally combined in me. I think our listeners will be noticing in the voice. <laughs> uh, we can also see the video. So that's good. Yeah, it is natural for you. Uh, you mentioned about uh, people wanting others' happiness, right? Uh, earlier, earlier in the day, you know, it's it's almost uh, difficult because you don't see people that often you're at home but now in a digital age with social media you know growing exponentially uh, with instant gratification uh, being the thing right how does that affect uh, you know being happy you know something digital influences are the external influences and there is only 10 percent of happiness which actually depends upon external influences Rest 90% of happiness depends upon how your brain processes the external reality. So people always have that choice within them to have to give a different meaning to social media, 
to give a different meaning to Facebook likes and whole lot of other things. So absolutely. So the other thing which I want to mention here is that in the pandemic, when people are using a lot of social media, even in order to connect, that is something which is very nice because just about almost about 35 to 40% of your happiness depends upon your connections and depends upon your daily activity. So if you can use social media in order to make yourself happy, great. But if not, then you need to work on the kind of mindset you have and also the meaning which you're attaching to uh, social media to bring you happiness. Like I said, you know, happiness is a state of mind. It is always there within you. You cannot attribute it to the additional uh, factors, so to say. Yeah, or just be like me. Don't be on most of the social media channels, right? Just, just log <laughs> off. That makes you uh, happy. <laughs> well, if it doesn't interfere with your everyday working, why not? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Neha, another, uh, you know, interesting um, when we've spoken to most of our guests, right? Um, and most all our guests uh, really have chosen off-beaten career paths. You know, like you, realizations, wanted to always do this. So have given up like a really flourishing corporate career and chosen these off, uh, off-beat uh, career paths. And many of them shared that it's really not easy, right? Uh, we corporate types, uh, when we are very depressed, we say, you know, we'll go do something on our own. This is not worth it. You know, it's easier if you were to do something on your own, but it's not that easy, right? And many of them have said there have been times when they wanted to give things up, wanted to give up the career and, you know, just go back. Have you come across any such situation where you've said, I should have stuck on to my bank job? You know what, Deepa? I think uh, guessing our career choices happens to all of us at some point of the time or the other. Be it an offbeat career or be it a non-offbeat career, to be very, very honest with you. So uh, it happens to most of us and I think it happens to the best of us. And I think it's a natural human phenomenon. It's a part of being human. It's a human nature. And I'm no exception to the rule, to be very honest with you. So I've had my moments of self-doubt, of... Uh, insecurities you know and also of uh, future concerns especially so far as happiness coaching is concerned because it seems to be flourishing during the pandemic you know i mean people are really into mindfulness and happiness so to say as of now but what happens after the pandemic gets over when people get busy when people get active when people start traveling nobody will really have time to look inwards they would all be looking outwards right so as of today <clears throat> There are months and quarters when I'm able to achieve my targets. And then there are months and quarters when I'm not able to achieve my target. And then there are months and quarters when I exceed my own expectations. I exceed my target for that matter. So this is how it is. And you know what, Deepa? This is exactly how it is going to be all the time. Be it happiness coaching or be it any other business venture which I take up in my life. Because this is how life is. There are going to be moments in my life when things work out seamlessly well, when, and there are going to be times when things will not work out for no rhyme or reason, for no visible fault of mine, right? Because this is how life is. I mean, life is an infinite game, drawing my reference from Simon Sinek. You, you have to learn, there are no set boundaries, there are no set rules, and there are no set timelines. You have to learn to tune into the moment. 
and you have to learn to play along that is how you play the game of life right so you know you can't just stop being who you are and you can't just stop doing things you love just because there is only 50% chance of it being a success 50% is more than 20% 50% is also more than 40% it is also more than 49% why are we not looking at that side of things right so grow in your optimism grow in your intuition grow in your enthusiasm and grow in your resilience and adversity quotient as well and just move on in life i think this is the best advice that one can think of when someone like me or someone like you mentioned and you know navigates through the uncharted territories really so to answer your question while i've had my moments of insecurity but i've never had a moment where i thought that i should let go of happiness coaching or let go of this thing which i love the most because that is really an integral part of me it was a deliberate decision for me it was a very very conscious choice which i made you know so no i would not like to let go of that and it is highly entwined in me also deepa you know now that i think about it i think one of the reasons why it works so beautifully for me is because i have a very diverse portfolio so i work alongside in a lot of things i am um i'm a employability skills trainer i also work in the spaces of ei and pb as an emotional intelligence and personal branding i'm a happiness coach as well as a mindfulness coach and i'm also an nlp practitioner what i do is this is what i have seen which happens very very often i tend to tie all these aspects of my professional career or all these facets of my career in the strings of positive psychology so positive psychology and happiness coaching tends to be the base of whatever i do in my personal life as well as in my professional life so it's become that you know entwined part of me it cannot be separate from me anymore now so this is who i am and this is how it works yeah <laughs> So Neha, uh, would you like to share any anecdotes from your co- happiness coaching career uh, to our listeners? Absolutely. So Yadush, like most of my clients, I too was one of those people who believed that uh, in order to be happy in life, you need money, lots of money. You need a job. you need status you need vacations and facebook likes you need to look a certain way and you need to dress up a certain way you know in order to look nice and to feel happy and believe you me my uh my it was very very strong this kind of a conviction which i had because these things did bring me joy and the absence of these things did tend to dip my mood off right now what was puzzling for me was the way my house help would show up every day morning at my doorstep she would be brimming with joy you know she would be this energetic enthusiastic positive lady who would just enter my household and take the entire place up and i used to wonder that a lady who has never possibly stepped out of pune who has uh, possibly who lives with minimalism as a way of life who is so uncertain about her financial and job wise prospects how can she be so happy all the time i mean it used to drive me nuts to wonder what is it that drives her happiness to be very honest with you so when i did do my research on happiness i did find my answers and what i found was intriguing and amazing at the same time let me share it with you actually uh if you are to reflect back at your life 
And if you are to take a stock of things that truly matter in your life, what you will realize is that it tends to fall, all your long-term happiness or seeming long-term happiness tend to fall in one of these three buckets. What are these three buckets? First, connecting to others. The quality of your daily interactions, your human relationships. The quality of your life is a direct result of your human relationships that you have in your life. So that's one. Second is learning and progress, your daily activities. What is the meaning that you assign to the work that you do, that you assign to your daily routines? Do you feel a state of flow? Is it aligned to your passion and purpose? Right? How engaged are you in your daily routine and your daily work that you do? So that is number two. Third is growth and contribution. Now, growth and contribution is how are you contributing to the environment around you? How is it? What is the kind of impact that you're making? How do you affect the happiness and efficacy of people and systems around you? Are you able to leave room in people a little better than while you're leaving that room in people? Are you able to touch their lives? So these are the three buckets or three sources of happiness, which most of our happiness actually emanates from. And yuck, we tend to think that it is those external influences like happiness, I mean, like power, money, fame, looks, that are the real drivers of happiness. When in reality, the external influences in our life account only for 10% of our happiness. Like I said, the rest 90% depends upon the lens that you use to see your external reality. And a good about 35 to 40% of your happiness is a result or is sourced at these three sources. And I found this really very revolutionary, you know, and this was something which I often talk about every time there is a happiness discussion, because this is something that people must be aware of. They must understand and they must know that if you are looking for long-term happiness, you don't have to work at the external realities of your life. You need to work at these three things, which are called the happiness triad your relationship, your daily activities, your happiness habits. So this is what I really wanted uh, to talk about. Do you, do you recommend any small steps people can take to achieve the triad that you just mentioned? Any small Self-awareness steps? is one. Absolutely. Self-awareness is prime in that. Awareness of others is next. Uh, empathy, developing empathy and developing altruism, that is next. So let me tell you about the happiness habits. I mean, I'll just tell you in very, very brief what people can do in order to kind of cultivate this triad within their lives, okay? Ask yourself these five questions every day if you can, all right? First is, what did I do to strengthen myself mentally and physically? Number one. Number two, what did I do to uplift my spirits today? Number three. What did I do in order to uplift others today? Number four, what is that new thing which I learned today? What is my value add for the day today? Number five, what am I grateful for? If you are able to uh, capture these details on a daily basis, you will see a shift in your happiness. And if you are able to continue doing it for about three to four weeks, you will see a permanent change, which will happen gradually, but it definitely will happen. 
I think uh, you kind of asked the next question that I wanted to ask both, which is, I think right now, honestly, Neha, everybody, I mean, whoever we talk to, right, is in that very, very uh, kind of dis disillusioned, depressed kind of a mode, right? I mean, it's the pandemic is continuing. We don't see the end of it. And there are all these doubts, uh, you know. So I just wanted to ask uh, as a parting thought, you know, how do you think we collectively, uh, you know, as as people, as communities, can really strive towards being a little more happier during this? I mean, because all around is just negative stuff happening, right? You go to social, you talk to people, beat in your house. It's just about the pandemic and how things are just falling apart. So, any parting thoughts on how to keep yourself happy? and positive during these times. Of course, you you just gave those tips and I'm sure that'll help, but anything apart from that. I'll tell you the five happiness habits, okay? These should keep you in a good stead during the pandemic. First is physical exercise. Try walking every day or try doing anything physically which engages your body every day. Why I'm saying that is because every time you act your body out, your brain tends to feel that everything is all right within me and it produces serotonin and dopamine. So these are the happiness chemicals. So movement, essential, very, very essential. Even if you can't go out, like in my society, I cannot move out. So there are a number of cases in our society. You know, there's no, no wonder why I'm really happy when I play football. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Yadash, the reason why you feel happy when you play football, because you are in a state of flow. You're also fully engaged and your body is moving. These are three good reasons why you feel happy when you play football. So, you know, physical movement is one. Start doing things at home. Start doing yoga at home if you can. Start doing your breathing exercises at home. So that's physical exercise is one. Second is meditation. I mean, meditation has worked for the best of the best. There is absolutely no reason why it shouldn't work for the likes of you and me. Meditation is said to have uh, effects on your brain structure. It shrinks your amygdala, if you know what I mean. Amygdala is a little part in our primitive brain which tends to make us react in a very uh, animal instinctive way, okay? So <laughs> working on your, shrinking your amygdala is what meditation does for you. It brings you a certain sense of calmness. And when you are calmness, you tend to be happy, right? So that is second. Third is gratitude journal. Guys, this is something which is highly recommended especially during the pandemic right now we are surrounded by negativity all around us right now in order to change your brain to wire from negative to positive you need to start applying filters of appreciation and optimism right gratitude exactly helps you do that so three ways in which you can practice gratitude is a uh, write three things that you're grateful for every single day and do that for 21 days at any point in time. I mean, you want to do it in the day, you do it in the day, but do it. Continue it for 21 days if you can, right? Second is a gratitude visit. Write a 300 words letter to somebody who has significantly improved your life. And if it is possible, try to read it out to them. That's second. Third is every day or twice in a week, write about something that happened that was beautiful and touching for you in that particular day. Just write about that. Now, please remember one thing. All these happiness habits, they have to qualify these three levels if it really has to make a difference in your life. 
they have to be meaningful they have to be enjoyable and they have to be uh, natural to you if you feel a stress in doing any of this that's not the happiness habit that works for you all right <laughs> so be very very clear about that so i think these are a few things which will help a lot of people also guys one thing which is uh, true about pandemic is the sense of isolation try connect with people as much as you can maybe over a zoom call maybe over uh, normal telephone maybe over anything it's called cap call a person call a positive person you know so best thing to move out of uh, negativity is calling someone up and connecting with another fellow human being that is one of the best things that i can suggest to you try picking up your phone and try and connecting with somebody or the other i mean there are thousands of people you would be knowing today start connecting with each one of them for at least 5 minutes so that is one thing which i can suggest that you all can do so these are a few things which i have in my mind really actually i know a friend of mine who does that very well his name is jj he he makes sure he calls each one of us in the football group every now and then checks up on us very nicely done so i i actually know a person who does that in reality and you can imagine the kind of effect it has on him he would be one of those blissful souls all the time yeah absolutely yeah oh, he, he is, is. <laughs> both of us know him so person. yeah <laughs> he's fun um so thanks so much neha i think this is this has been what a learning i i didn't know genetics affected happiness 50%. i thought that was yeah i thought that was one thing genetics spared us off and happiness is you know <laughs> happiness is something that we find on our own I, I, that is that is mind boggling for me but i think it's uh, you know one lesson we are taking away from this is uh, really that you know it's very personal right finding happiness is something that's very internal uh, stop associating it with external influences and external circumstances um, you can be happy if you choose to be so uh, thank you so much for joining us i'm sure this podcast will be extremely helpful so thanks so much for joining us neha it's been beautiful thank you Thank you so much Deepa my I I resonate with you completely and thank you for the opportunity to help me let people know what happiness really means to them it it does mean a lot to me really Thank you for staying tuned to Boss DK the podcast we really appreciate you spending time to listen to us if you have a unique story to tell or if you know someone who has a unique story to share then please do send us your nominations on Instagram Twitter or bossdkpodcast@gmail.com and don't forget to tell us how we're doing on this podcast Until next time keep it real